0: Drop 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 your buffs. Everybody drop your buffs. Dro- 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 drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Hello and welcome to Drop Your Buffs. Today we'll be discussing Survivor Season 41 episode number 6. A big thanks to all of you joining me for this new podcast recap series. By way of the over under achievers. Where today we're talking Survivor, but tomorrow we will be talking sports. And since you're here, I just want you to know, I love the community that comes with watching and recapping this show so much that it brings me such joy and happiness. I may still look like a lamb, but I'm ready to podcast like a lion. More on that later. And hey, I'll just put this out there like an offer to Former Alliance. If you want to rate this podcast with five stars, that would be tremendous. That would be great. But do you know what would be even better? Tell people if you enjoy the show. That's the best way to help the show, and I would super appreciate it. All right, gang, if you're new here, here's how this is going to work throughout the season. I give my straight thoughts as well as some episode superlatives, and then I respond to your questions via the noxmccoy.substack.com community. All right, so without further ado, let's tend the fire of this episode and talk about some straight thoughts. Come on in, gang. All right, so big episode. Um, lots of things happening, both um, stated and unstated. Anytime you use the word historic Um, 16 times in one episode. Uh, The show either is historic or it's trying very hard to be historic. And, you know, we can get into that later about whether that actually happened. I do want to apologize. I put up the uh, Subsec post a little late, like, you know, post midnight. Uh, We were recording Over Underachievers. Um, I completely forgot to put up the post. My apologies, and I appreciate everyone rallying late um, and early this morning to get some comments um, out there for me to respond to. So I'll check those out in a minute. Um, But So we're going to start straight thoughts here, and uh, I don't know uh, if you guys are listening to – um, uh, the over you know, We have a Friday show, and then on Mondays, uh, we have a Monday recap show that Madison and her brother uh, Pierce uh, do. Madison Browder, who uh, is one of our editors here at the podcast Media Group. It's a great episode. Um, and uh, the premise of that episode, uh, there's a point to this, I promise. The, po- uh, the premise of that episode is they do the good, bad, and ugly of the um, week before in college football. And I like that a lot, and I want to kind of use that um, and let the uh, hopefully they'll allow me to plagiarize that for this straight thoughts section, so it's just just not like you know a whirling dervish of just like me talking about stuff i like the context of the good stuff the bad stuff the ugly stuff so that's kind of the lens we're going to do this through so um i'll start with good um so uh, you know i, I mentioned this is a little bit of a weird episode um this emerged but not really um this was a self-contained episode but not really um there were things that happened that you thought you understood but not really um so th- I, it but i know that sounds like like negative like i know it sounds like i'm i'm um bringing up like a big old butt, you know, but I'm, I I don't think I am really. I think I, I like weird episode formats. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, now like some of the things, like I mentioned that made it weird, your mileage will vary on that as mine did, but I'm okay with the general broad idea of disrupting the viewing expectation that we all have. Like, I don't need it to start with previously. I mean, I do want it to start with that, but I don't need it to, right? I don't need like previously on Survivor. And then I don't need like, you know, even though I like when Shannon and Ricard are having like a real uh, bad, like detente like, argument, like conflict situation. Um, when they show like a snake slithering on a branch, love that. That's good stuff. Um, I don't require that though, you know, so I'm okay. Even though I'm not a huge fan of two parters, I, uh, the show has built enough equity and trust that I'm okay with it. You know, we've seen this on the bachelor where there was always the format of like, um, hang out with the broskies, uh, group date, one-on-one date group date, Cocktail party, rose ceremony, the end, and that's like what every single episode was. Well, now they started to break the format, and it's fine. Like we're all, you know, we're all still alive. We made it. Um, time didn't like explode or like the sun didn't die. Um, so I'm, I, I think I'm okay with that, and I think I kind of like it because it makes the ones that do return to form. Um, there's a stability there that I appreciate, but I also like, um, you know, living a little bit like it's Shark Week, you know, I like living on the edge a little bit. So I'm, I think I'm okay with that. Um, I also want to say something good in the episode. We got to drop your buffs, uh, ref. Got Jeff Probe saying drop your buffs. It's always my favorite moment of the season. Um, yeah, like we did, you know, uh, name this podcast recap series after that. And I did spend probably... 28 hours working on the theme song for this podcast recap series that i don't know it's actually that good um but you know it's just it's the heartbeat of kind of what we're doing here so when you hear i guess it's the titular um line reflecting the name of our podcast that's just always a special moment i think i think that's better than a feast that's better than a merge feast which ah, man i didn't intend to talk about the merge feast but i think we should talk about the merge feast that (sighs) <sighs> okay, so that felt like a very keto feast, you know, and that's not bad. You know, that's great. I, I hope some people are living the keto lifestyle and like living their best life. I, that's not me. That's not what I like. But it felt like a lot of, um, you know, like rolled turkey, um, a lot of like lean proteins, which are good. And, and that's fine. And look, I'm not the guy who's like, give me Pizza Hut and Hot Cheetos because um, the, the diarrhea situation is going to happen and transpire from that. That's not pleasant for anybody, but I don't know, man, it just felt like there's some Turkey legs, but not like cool Turkey legs, like, you know, whole foods, Turkey legs, which are very different from like what you get at Disney world where they're like very, um, uh, protein ambitious. Do you know what I'm saying? And I don't know. It felt like, um, uh, Nasir was like, I'm um, crunching on like a, like a gluten-free, um, pita shell or something. I just, I was not impressed. I did see like two big boy sourdough, uh, explosion things. Like when we walked up to it, like when the camera was panning up to it, I thought I, that's the first thing I would tear into. Honestly, I would bury my whole head in that, uh, sourdough rind and just like live there. Like Leonardo DiCaprio lived in that bear, um, that was it the bear that, a bear didn't rape him but like people talked about a bear raped him in the movie um but he didn't but he did kill something and live inside it was a horse i believe anyways this is a great conversation that i'm having with myself but um i would have lived in that sourdough rind like leo lived in that dead horse body because both are life-sustaining and life-giving i believe so i just i don't know i felt like they were they were missing some some complex carbohydrates or maybe some simple carbohydrates you know some just like baguettes you know like there's no i feel like in years past like you know they're just so frivolous with all the food that they have now that they've had like baguette sword fights. We didn't get any of this. It was almost like a sad um, uh, last gasp of like, we'll probably never see food again in this season of television. But um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, it's not a good, but it's like, uh, it's good to see people eat food. I guess that's good. Um, and then the last thing I'll say good wise uh, for the stray thought section is, you know, I I really, uh, I think one of my complaints was, uh, we just don't, eat, don't know anybody on, on the Blue Tribe, on LuVu or whatever. And this you know we kind of got to know a little bit about people um in the form of Erica really and i loved i think i've been on the fence of like do we want the cut to um Brad on his ranch like building the fence with his dad um i don't know i i didn't know i was on the fence pun intended about that but um i think now like with Erica i'm in like i like it it's good i like the just knowing a little bit about them i it's it's certainly a heartstrings moment um, where they're—I'm not going to say manipulate, but they're like, "Hey, like we're gonna we're gonna do some heartful stuff here." I, I'm okay with that. You know, I know, I know they're using it for a reason, but. It's a good reminder that these are people, they have lives, um, they have backgrounds, they have experiences, and I think sometimes we strip and denude people of those things, and we just uh, think about them as competitors, and I think that leads, I feel like I've said this every single episode, so f- uh, forgive me for belaboring this point, but I think um, it's important to remember people are people, and they have situations they come from, and that informs their gameplay. I think year's did, and does, and knowing Erica, like it does, um, and uh, it, it has, and it will continue to. So I just like, I don't know, It's I, I don't think it's man, I'm going to paint with a broad brush. I don't even know if this is a smart move, but I'm going to say it because I feel it. And I feel it in this moment. Um, I think it's never a bad thing to like learn a little bit more about people, you know, and just kind of know their deal and their experience. I don't know. Maybe you're going to learn like weird stuff or maybe it'll be boring, but, um, it's never, I just don't think it's ever a bad thing to like get a better sense of like why people are the way they are, you know? And so I like that we're doing that, um, here on the season of survivor more so than any other, I believe. Um, okay, let's go to bad. Um so this is yet another episode where there is a smorgasbord of advantages that exist and haven't been used. This is every single contestant is like Templeton at the fair and Charlotte's web. And they are just eating and gorging themselves on, uh, ridiculous advantages, basic advantages, historic advantages, advantages of like, if I know your deal, I can steal it. And I like, I just, it's just too much. And I think, Part of it is this, and again, this is like the fire tokens where people are accumulating this stuff and we don't even know what it means. And then you find out and it's a little underwhelming. Um, That's part of it, of just like the vast accumulation of things that no one is actually using yet. That's a little frustrating, but also... I think it's just kind of confusing because when Leanna was talking about her steel uh, advantage or whatever, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot you had that." And that's probably the most important thing to know about you and how you're going to play the game is that aspect, uh, that powerful aspect that you have and you bring to the table. So I would just like to Survivor reproduces under you're listening, and I was just like you get a notepad out and a pen. I'll wait for you to do that. I'll saw a little bit while you're doing that. I think it would be helpful for me. Like I've always lobbied the um, the Bachelor and the Bachelorette on their Chiron where they're like. This is Dave. He's an aspiring Chuck E. Cheese robotic model. Um, That's good. I I like that I know that about him. I like that I know his name. I like that I know his aspirations. But I think in the immediacy or in the immediate context of the show, what I need is how many drinks has Dave had tonight? So is this like, is this real deal, Dave? Dave? Is this full throttle Dave or is this Dave after three old fashions? And that that tells me a different story, right? So I think similarly on Survivor, what I would like to see is, you know, Liana. And I, I think we know we learn the names a little faster, but I would just like uh, just some kind of visual cue because there's so many advantages now. And because there's so many steal votes and earn a votes and hide a vote and whatever vote and multiply a vote, um, I would just like see something like. This is it. maybe it's just like, you know, um, like the fancy military guys who wear the man, I'm doing a great job here, uh, wear the stuff on their like chest and lapels. And it's all the different colors. And it's like what they've done, I guess. I honestly don't know what that is. Um, I just want to know, like, what, all, what else does Xander have again? And so they can just kind of, they can like, demonstrate that on the screen of like, he's got this, this, and this, and that's just good. It's good to remember, right? Because I think you want to over communicate context on TV shows for the viewers. You don't want to hold their hand, but when suddenly you've introduced 62 new powers and idols into a season, it's just a little hard to make heads or tails of what's going on. So I, that's my suggestion to you all survivor producers. Let me know what you think about that. And I can help design that maybe. Um, Okay. Another bad, I would say the historic power um, presentation to Erica like that. I think I hate all of it. Honestly, I think I hate the, I don't hate that. She went to the Island um maybe i do actually i i think it all just kind of feels like um everyone had way too much time during the pandemic, lovato to come up with ideas and whiteboard stuff and no one killed their darlings you know and it was just like what if we did this game changer blah 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 and while I don't mind the taking of risks, because historically I'm on the record, I don't care what like they try anything. So that's fine. Um, you'd rather pull the reins on a racehorse and kick a mule in the butt, right? The problem is Erica's decision is is not really a decision, right? It's it would honestly it'd be incredible if she was just like, you know, Jeff. I'm just kind of chill with like how things played out and very namaste about it, and I'm just gonna see what happens. No, she's obviously gonna smash that time glass. So um, and honestly, like, why do you lay it on your side? Why not lay it on top and like make it? show her like how much time she's got left and make a decision i don't know i just felt like there were a lot of fumbles and errors in the um disclosure and the presentation of the situation but it's not a choice she's obviously going to do it and i don't i don't know like why are we why are we Why are we time turning now why like marvel's doing that why do, Why does survivor have to do that so I, I think maybe if this was rolled out in a different way it would be interesting but the fact that and I'm not even mad that, like, the disclosure wasn't like, Nasir's going to join you and is going to have two pretty crappy days by herself, alone on an island, but she will come back with an advantage. I don't know that they deserve to – or, like, you're obligated to disclose that, but I am a little surprised that Danny and Deshaun – I feel like all the guys didn't realize she's probably going to get something for that. Um, and all the women immediately understood that she was going to get something for that. I thought that was pretty telling, but I don't know. I just – I don't have a really cogent, like thoughtful, um, articulate way to talk about why I didn't like it, but it just felt like another needless wrinkle when I kind of just want to watch people play Survivor and like navigate social situations because maybe the most telling moment was, you know, with Liana and Shan and Tiffany. Um, we get this moment where Shan inexplicably reveals one of Liana's advantages from their time on the the walkabout island together. And t- it, re- it tells Tiffany, and Tiffany didn't know, so that's like a big, it's kind of a social gaffe, right? So um, I would have rather watched that situation play out because what it felt like was about to happen was Tiffany was getting paranoid, as she does, and she was going to flip or communicate to Xander that, Liana has this thing and he needs to offload his stuff so that when she asks, he can honestly say no. See, that's more fascinating to me than Erica like uh, going solo on an Island and then smashing in a time glass and like Danny and Deshaun having to do an uh, individual immunity all of a sudden. I don't like that. That just feels like, uh, I don't know. It, it reminds me of like a late season Grey's Anatomy or Scandal where you're just like blowing through plot And stuff that doesn't really feel grounded anything but just exists just to be like whoa that was crazy wasn't it and there's no like there's no heart like thoughtful um rendering of that to the landscape and pastiche of survivor uh, writ large i don't know i'm just i don't have anything smart to say about it but i just like i just didn't like it you guys and like that's it that's just where i landed on it so um i don't know if y'all feel the same way last one uh straight thoughts we'll do ugly um this is really uh about how the shan ricard um uh, relationship is unfolding it just we they opened with that and it, it kind of got lost in the shuffle because of everything else that happened but shan that that and i think we were kind of deciding on this last week that feels like it's uh shan mccart is uh rip we'll call time of death on that alliance because shan i just I, as much as i like her um and I'm predisposed to like her. And I feel like I'm predisposed to not like Ricard because I feel like he kind of also has villain face. You know, he has like a, I'm here to, to betray you and do bad things. And Shan feels so gentle, um, and good with people, but she is, completely misplaying this and Ricard is actually playing this the right way. And in a lot of ways she reminded me of Frodo when he gets too close to the ring. You know, that extra vote for her is like her ring. And every time she uh that comes up, like she gets obsessed with it and just completely um, forgets how to play Survivor and the nuances of playing Survivor, and I do. I don't know if you y'all uh, noticed this, but Shan has a tremendously long fingers. She has like Slenderman fingers. When she was pointing at Ricard, like in the night vision goggles camera or whatever, it looked like her her fingers were 16 feet long. It was just like it was completely um, discombobulating to watch um, that go on. And I did also like how Ricard was like, I'm going to drop it. And he said, I'm going to drop it and move on 15 times, but he never actually dropped it and moved on. <laughs> so I, guys, uh, prediction, I don't think he's going to drop it and move on. And I think it's going to come to a head later on uh, this season. So um, that is Stray Thoughts. Let's go now to Hidden Immunity Idol. If anybody has a Hidden Immunity Idol and you want to play it, now would be the time to do so. Hey, Jeff. Hold up, bro. I just always wanted to say that. Okay, Okay. A couple – a handful of really cool moments I wanted to uh, point out or just like my favorite moments, like my favorite low-key moments of uh, the episode. Um, so at one point late in the episode, Sydney has a talking head monologue where she's like giving, you know, like here's what's up on the island or whatever. Um, and she has a massive face gab. She just like – Kind of looks low key like uh, uh, like a primitive version of Two Face from Batman for a second, and no one explains that. and We don't understand why that's existing on her face, like her nose bridge, like why it's basically ripped off, and uh, we just kind of move on. So I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that happen in the individual immunity. I guess that's my thought is there's a continuity issue here and. In the individual immunity something happens or a challenge or reward challenge or something and we're getting like old footage or more recent footage but it was just kind of weird to be like yeah so by the way um sydney lost half her face um but she's gonna give like a like a good um assessment a verbal assessment of what's going on in the tribe so we'll just sneak that in and hope nobody notices i love that um speaking of challenges i one of my favorite moments maybe in the history of the world was watching um, – so like Blue, you know, when they when they were, uh, I guess, like pre-post-merge, and they were like, we're going to divide you guys up, and whoever – Uh, wins this challenge like you get to go merge the other team like all the sucky stuff happens right blue obviously had a tremendous advantage because it was all the old blue tribe members it was uh like danny Deshaun, then somebody else like they just they were better physically right they were stronger you could just tell that um nevertheless uh yellow um digging out that boulder they took a run at lifting that boulder first with no real strength to speak of um and Watching them not move that ball was, it, it was it felt like watching, um, like if Michael Sarah tried to lift Thor's hammer, you know, and it's just it, it's not even not budging, it's just not budging in a way that is so uh, monolithically wrong that it's kind of hilarious that you thought this could work. Um, so obviously they had to dig more, and they eventually lifted that ball out. But I, I absolutely loved that moment. Um, I also loved um, Xander um, Xander's body being. I don't know that he was like uh, completely consenting to be used as a stepladder, but that's just kind of how it happened. And uh, I don't, I, I kind of feel bad. I feel, I feel a little bad for Xander because Xander's having a tough run of things right now, and he's just kind of always on the outs, and everyone is always just kind of taking a big dookie on him. Um, I kind of hope it, it turns around. Not that like I, I want him to win necessarily, but um, I, I, I do, and that's one aspect of the Erica thing I do appreciate was I do like upheaval. And I do like um, power dynamics being um, upheaved, uh, if you will. And so I like that aspect of watching the people who have kind of traditionally been on the bottom most of the season get to be on top for a little bit. I think that will be interesting. Um, the last thing uh, that sneakily was pretty pretty interesting, and I wish we would have spent a little more time on this as well, was Danny at the merge um, talking with – I've been saying Evie. I think it's Evie. I actually don't know. I feel like Nasir just I'm trying my best to like connect with people and I just don't really pronounce things well. So Evie or Evie, however you say it, that that person, um, when he was talking to her about, uh, we have been watching everyone vote off all the men and that's making us nervous, really tipped his hand about like his strategy. Um, and I, you know, I think was willing to get into bed with Nasir, not literally, metaphorically, to get Erica out of there. Um, that like fundamental insecurity really changed the nature of the game. Not that Nasir would have acted differently or anything like that, but um, I thought it was pretty telling. It, it reminds me of that quote from Alfred, I think, in The Dark Knight when he's talking about the Joker and he's talking about how like all the crime Lords get into bed with the Joker and they're like in their fear, like they put their trust in something they didn't fully understand. I feel like that's, that's what's that moment with Erica of sending her to exile, Island, which I still can't believe they were so naive that they were just like, we're just going to like stick this person in like tropical hell for a couple days, and uh, and she's not going to come back with anything, and we're going to vote her out, and that's kind of how it's going to go. That's just a very simplistic way to see the game. I can only imagine that is uh, the lack of sleep and hunger speaking. Um, that's that's the pre-merge vibes speaking because that's not that just cannot be a competent way to play Survivor. So um, those are the hidden immunity idols. Let's go. Let's go ahead now and pivot to the biggest L's. Here's what's at stake for the winner. New Chevy Trailblazer. Not a bad truck. And if Brian knew how to spell road trip, he'd already own one. All right, only a couple here before I get to y'all's questions. But um, I'm going to give a big L to... I think I'm going to give it to Jeff when he does the Frank Underwood talk to the camera um, Frank Underwood's canceled, you know, by Kevin Spacey, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, you understand the um, the visual aesthetic thing I'm talking about, the visual dynamic um, when they do that, when they just, like, talk directly to us in the camera. It's always jarring for me, and I don't hate it. I actually, like, I loved it in um, whatever the show Frank Underwood is in, whatever, the Netflix show. Anyways, um, I like when a character does that. Fleabag. It's like the Fleabag effect. Um, I should probably say Fleabag instead of Frank Underwood, because he is, like, super canceled for weird things. I'll say Fleabag. Edit that and post. I won't, but like, know what I, I would intend it to, and intend is you know most of the law i believe so i i don't hate it but i do hate it when jeff does it because i feel like it's not it's not natural for survivor and i feel like it is employed because there has been a failure in storytelling or con or contextualization right um I, well maybe more than that i just don't feel like they have a good handle on why they're using it because they were using it to like uh, stage whisper hype up the, um, the tribal councils, you know, for the first two episodes, and then they didn't go back to it, and that I just thought that was strange. Um, and I think Jeff doing that here where he explains the historic power thing, but he kind of doesn't. We just know he says the word historic a lot, um, and it doesn't really articulate what's happening. I just don't know why we why we did that. Like, why were we there? Why did he tease that? Why couldn't we just be finding out in the moment with the competitors? I don't know. It was just kind of weird. I'm also going to give an L to the um, unveiling, the hopeful, aspiring unveiling of um, the Shan, Liana, Danny, and Deshaun uh, foursome f- alliance, the final four. I love that idea. They sound unstoppable, and I would love to root for all four of those players. There's just no way that's actually happening, right? Like, they're, like it's... It's like in a movie when a detective is going to check on uh, uh, an abandoned house and we find out he's retiring the next day and um, you know that guy's dying, right? Like there's just no way he's making it out of that. Them telling us this, it felt like... Just them building something up in our heads, and immediately like Shan is going to flake or something, or something terrible is going to happen, or they're all, all going to have to turn on each other. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't like how they got my hopes up. And I know there's no way if this season plays out and all four of them like run the table and they're final four, I'll eat my hat. But I just don't think that's going to happen. And that made me sad because I kind of actually want that to happen. Natalie, is there any way I could have your jacket? Natalie. Allie, Travis spoken. Thank you, too. Natalie. All right, let's get to you questions on this episode. And again, thanks so much for uh, your patience and let me miss that timeline a little bit, but I appreciate you guys coming here to leave those questions. And also I just like, like watching you guys describe the show together. And I like seeing y'all takes on uh, what's going on. So uh, again, love uh, what you guys are doing there. So um, let's keep it going throughout the season. First up, Taylor Roshkolb says um, uh, how awkward was the Shan Ricard standoff about the advantages? Yikes felt like both of them pushed you hard over under on weeks before Ricard spills the beans on Shans advantage stash. Um, uh, Taylor, you're, you're a person after my own heart for you doing an over and I appreciate that. She's putting it at two weeks. Um, so the question is, will that, um, uh, spill over into the, uh, merged tribe conversation over under two weeks? It's gotta be under, it's gotta be under two episodes. I feel like it's happening next episode, or if like the Erica historic time traveling passage thing happens before that, it'll definitely be the next one early in the next one, so one and a half. So one and a half is the easy bet, but I will say one. But yeah, it was super-duper awkward um, to watch. She also said, um, does everyone vote in the next travel or only people who don't make the merch? This is confusing. I think everybody does, right? I think everybody does, but the ones – well, and this is weird because if Erica does flip it, which she will because it's a no-brainer, it will be only the people who – Oh man, this is so confusing. So it would be like the, the old blue tribe in Ricard or whatever, they'll be flipped back to in jeopardy and they'll be the ones who don't have immunity. I believe, I think that's how that goes. That was super clarifying. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, Mariah Dern, she says, uh, who are the top five professional athletes you would like to see compete on survivor? This is a great question. Um, I've, I, I wish I had a better answer because I don't, I feel like there's a great combination of like scumbags and like noble people, you know, that I feel like could be pretty interesting, but I'm going to go, what about this? I like an idea of like, um, sports greats, you know, like a hall of famer season of people like no survivor players. This is all former athletes who are incredible. Um, and it would be something, it would be like, you know, Michael Jordan, uh, Peyton Manning, maybe Peyton and Eli, uh, Barry Bonds. Like Serena Williams, like I know she's still playing tennis, but she's kind of injured, but maybe she could like squeeze this in. Like Mia Hamm, Tiger Woods, something like that. Populate it with just the greats of all, like Terry Bradshaw. He wasn't great. He's actually problematic. So strike that. Um, but like just former great players and see what happens. Because I think weirdly, um, you get the best kind of drama between uh, all the like alphas of their respective sports and like professions. Because they're not used to having people push back on them or betray them. And when they do, I feel like they get so petty. I feel like they get so petty. So I think that would be a season where like episode two, Michael Jordan um, strangled somebody because like they didn't vote with him. And he got asked to leave because you can't strangle someone on Survivor or in life. Um, But I think that would be like that'd be some good drama. I would be I would be into seeing something like that. But that would never happen. That would absolutely 100% never actually happen. Um, Jenny Talay. God, I hope I got that right. Uh, are we approaching gimmick land with all these twists and bizarre advantages? 100%. Yes, Jenny, we are. We are 100% approaching gimmick land because we're going to have – and maybe they're going to get it out of their system like the first real tribal where everyone's on the block, where everyone's just going to play everything. And we'll start with a clean slate because everyone was so nervous and everyone had all the stuff to play. Um, that's my hope. And we kind of really cleared the decks. Otherwise, it's just going to get a little weird. It's going to get a little gamey in here and not in a good way. Uh, Ashley Ward says, Why did they completely blow past Shan outing someone's advantage? I feel like she's going to have a spectacularly paranoid, sloppy moment coming up that leads to her demise, and I will be here for it. Ashley, this is a great call because, um, I think paranoid sloppy moment, you are hundred percent right, right? I'm a big believer in momentum, right? Like, um, you won't, you don't want to peak too early on this show because you're the natural target. You want to like really start to build a resume on, on the, on the down low, um, and then kind of. Rise and like win a couple individual immunities and like really build that resume towards the back end of the show. If you're building it like in the first four weeks or five weeks, you're just an obvious target to go. And I think, I think you're right. Shanna's playing such a weird, paranoid, sloppy game. And I think she is just as the blue, uh, former blue tribe, didn't understand like what their alliances were because they had never been tested. I feel like she has not been too tested. I feel like she's got a little bit of like tr- uh, survivor like PTSD, you know, and um she's only used to like talking to two people and now one like with Ricard. So I feel like she is not. I mean, we saw that in literally in that moment that you're that you're referencing Ashley. Um, I think she has like forgotten. Uh, the social mores, right? And she's committing uh, a few blunders. Now she might course correct because she's used to working with people and like dealing with people as a pastor. But um, I don't know, it feels like that's uh, that's a good bet to, uh, to assume is gonna happen here in the next couple episodes. Uh, Aaron Wagoner says, why would you not break the hourglass? I don't care who's mad about it. You've got to take care of yourself. Yeah, and we alluded to this. It just, it would have been interesting if they offered her maybe like a really incredible... Or maybe like a couple advantages to stay like how it is, you know, to maintain status quo or um, they offer her no advantages, but she gets to flip the uh, like flip the script, flip the dynamic as it were. I, there's just no real reason for her not to do that. Right. And it kind of was like you're putting this decision back on uh, the winning tribe or like the you know former blue tribe. And it really it wasn't something they had any control of. And they kind of inadvertently just gave this person The power to undo it was almost like this was always i don't know i think what i'm realizing here as i'm kind of talking this out is like i don't like that the show is taking away votes and i don't like that the show they knew whoever won that um they were going to like, they were actually going to be flipped to become the losers. So like, what was the point of trying hard in that challenge? Right. It didn't award any effort. And I think when you start doing stuff that doesn't award, um, effort and like teamwork and accomplishment and success, I I feel like that's a failure, right? I feel like that's when you start to get situations where people are like, let's do the challenge or let's not worry about tribe strength because nothing really matters actually. So let's just do the best for us. And so I think it's a we're transitioning into a game that is uh, i don't know obsessed with like the individual game and i feel like that is reflecting our culture like we've said several times this season already um but i don't know i don't feel like the unintended consequences were thought out and i don't think they were thinking about the ramification like the i don't know the it's almost like the unfair ramifications of um a tribe post-merge doing their best and winning but being destined to have it flipped around on them. And I don't, maybe that was the deal, but splitting them up was like, they are going to get to have their post or mer- merge like feast and everything. Um, and then the other one is as well. I will say this, like if Erica and her tribe mates after she breaks hourglass, if they don't get to have a post merge feast, I'm going to be pissed. I, I'm going to be pissed. I would riot. If I were them, I would riot. I would contact my lawyers. i would be like, you literally said we're going back in time. And going back in time means I get to have that Keto's red. I get to have those gluten-free pita shells that didn't actually look that tasty and delicious. I want that. or or there's going to be an issue here so I don't know fingers crossed for that alright that is going to do it for this episode of Drop Your Buffs again thanks so much for being here thanks for listening thanks for uh, telling people about the show Um, ratings reviews those are amazing Um, but as always word of mouth is the best way to to help the show grow Uh, and it's super appreciated when you uh, shout us out like that Uh, don't forget check in tomorrow we'll have a a new Over Under Achievers episode uh, talking about this weekend in sports, NFL, NCAA stuff like that Um, and as always we'll be back next week to see who actually um, gets voted out of this post-merge reality, he said. Not sure what's actually going to happen. And does Erica smash that hourglass, or does she just retain the miserable existence she has on the island? Who will know? We'll find out next week. As always, I'm Noxia Boy. The recap is spoken. And I will see you next time. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop, drop, drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop, 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 dro- drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody drop your buffs drop your buffs